You ready for this? I'm ready. I didn't study, but I don't Dude, study. You got a lot to live up to. Uh, Jeff is talking a lot of smack. Yeah, Jeff talks a lot of smack. He's always <laughs> Jeff can talk it, but I have to back it up. So <laughs> we'll start with Jeff saying that he's the favorite, and that there's like a there was a vote out there that he is the favorite to win. There is a vote, and that's because he's got it recorded on anytime anybody says it, he pulls out his phone. <laughs> say it, just like he made you say he's the he's the best uncle. Well, <laughs> he also he also said he's been in huge amount of debt because of it. Yes. Well, <laughs> everybody knows Uncle Jake's the favorite uncle. Everybody <laughs> Everybody's good with it besides Jeff. So Oh, Uncle Uncle Jake. It's uh we talked about that with Jeff. It's just one of those things where he was just always around for us, so Yeah, Jeff well that's Jeff's always been around for everybody. He's, yeah, he's the social, he's the social yeah. twin. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we'll just kind of jump right into that because okay. uh, I don't know if you listened to the one that I did with Jeff. I have. Um, yeah. No, I will. I put that up the other day. Yeah. Um, I thought Jeff was the oldest, oh. which is why I put Jeff first. Oh no! But nope, yeah. it's you. Yeah. Nice. There you go. And he may I, be the favorite, but you know you're the oldest. Yeah. Some and, say and, you're the best looking. Whatever it is. Yeah. I'm the hardest working, <laughs> best looking. He's the youngest. He can say he's the favorite. If grandma was alive, grandma would tell you the truth. That I, so. I love it. Um, so I kind of want to talk about that kind of right off the bat more than anything. Okay. Is um, When I was talking to Jeff, uh-huh. something I found really interesting is that you guys weren't always... Uh, you know, close like you were oh, no. as adults. Oh, no way. No. Yeah, which that, that surprised me because I, oh. you know, we talked about when uh, we would come up from California for our, like, summer trip in Utah. Yeah. Whenever we're going to go visit Jeff or go visit Mike, it was never like, hey, we're going to Jeff's house, and we knew that Jeff and Mike were going to be together. Yeah. yeah. And so all growing up, I just always assumed, I'm like, oh, Jeff and Mike were always this just inseparable. Nope. No, we were inseparable from my what my dad says when we were younger. Mm-hmm. When, but we were no, we've we're two completely different human beings. So right, the only time that we got together, stayed together, growing up was sports because mm-hmm. we just had this. I don't know what you call it. Sense he was good at this and I was good at that. You put the two of us together, you couldn't stop us. So. Right. And that was in any sport, basketball, softball, football. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Sports, we were always, always tight, always together, sport-wise. But we had different groups of friends. We had different goals in life, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Right. We're just different. Fair Jeff, enough. Jeff had a huge mouth when he was younger. When he was, <laughs> when he was in just like junior high, high school, he, he, he talked a lot of stuff. He liked to talk a lot of smack, but he always, he'd always say he was me. So when, yeah. yeah, yeah, there it is. So, yeah. Once he, he gets into trouble, he goes, well, I'm Mike. I don't yeah, know what you're talking Mike, about. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when we switched <laughs> classes in school, I got the better grade, so I quit doing that with him. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, one of the things he mentioned was um, you guys, like when you're playing like Little League sports and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yep. You guys weren't on the same team never um, very often yep. yep, or at all. Yep. And I asked him, and I kind of want to see get your point of view of this, was was that by 
kind of like a by a design thing because you know you spend your whole lives being Mike and Jeff yep. the twins, Mike and yep. Jeff the twins, and in that situation, like now it's a Mike versus Jeff. Like you're not. It, it's always you guys are against each other. Was that kind of by design by you guys or? Yeah, we were, but we were never against each other. It was an A and a B team, so we oh, never okay. played each other. He just oh, played okay. on this team, and I played on that team. Gotcha. You know, okay. He played. I couldn't even tell you what position he played. To be oh, fair enough. honest with you, I couldn't tell you. I never watched him play football once. So, mm-hmm. but the, we'll both tell you that Grandpa was at. Again, we all, we both say dad was at dad was at my game. Haha, <laughs> dad was at my game, and we played <laughs> we played the same time in two different areas. Oh, so Grandpa go to one, Grandpa go to the other. No, Grandpa was again. We both we both swear Grandpa was at our game. We both <laughs> said, again. I swear to God, we both say. Now, dad was in my game. No, dad was in my game. Every time we looked over, I don't know how my dad did it. Every time we looked <laughs> over, he was there. Whether he had somebody that looked like him stayed away with his vest, you know, he just wore a vest. Right. And and did that and mm-hmm. just said, but he was, we both swear to God, he was at every game. So, That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so aside from Jeff, I mean, I imagine he is being, like he said, being twins, you know, there's always that. In a large family, yeah. you've got, you know, you had Jeff. Like, that was your that was your, your, yeah. your best friend, your sibling. Yeah. You always had someone to play with, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that relationship like with kind of the rest of your siblings, with, you know, the, between especially between the older ones like Rich and Deanne and some of the younger ones like Jenny, Jake, and my dad? Um, Richard, <laughs> there wasn't a real relationship with Richard. I mean, he was my... Older brother and I was proud of him, especially in high school. Yeah, that's my brother. But he, Richard, well, you know Richard. Again, he's, I describe him as he's so smart, he's weird. And he's always <laughs> been that. He has. He's yeah. always been that. He's always, mm-hmm. again, he's his own person. And again, and he's, I tell you, I, I never not owned him as a brother. Right. Uh, Deanne was, you know, again, just Deanne. So, there wasn't much of a relationship. She never beat me up like she did all the other kids. She beat up all the other kids, but I never got beat up. <laughs> so I knew I was smart enough to not piss her off about something. <laughs> but uh, as far as the younger, you, again, I, your dad has mixed stories of what I did to him. Him and, right. him and Scott Vining. When your dad cried, his lips would turn purple. So mm-hmm. they always would turn purple. So when I have mm-hmm. friends come over, I literally would threaten to kill him or dig his eyes out with a spoon to get him to cry to show my friends what his lips would do. <laughs> Again, it's sad. I mean, it is. It's sad. But I did. I can run. I'm going to dig his eyes all out with a spoon just to get him to cry. I say, look, his lips are purple. Look, 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 look. Right. I threatened Scott Vining. I don't, I'm sure, I'm sure. He's told you about Scott. That was one of his best friends growing up in Utah. Mm-hmm. I used to threaten him all the time. <laughs> just just because I was... <laughs> again, there's a nice one and a mean one. I was the mean one. <laughs> the mean one. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was the mean one. Was that a common reputation just yeah. like around town? Everyone. Everyone. You're the nice one or the mean one. <laughs> it was always the nicer than nice or the mean one. It always was. Was that kind of... How did that? How did that come about? Was that something that just by so happenstance or? Not, yeah. Well, again, I I just was more stern, blunt. 
Mm-hmm. Never, you know, I've never given a shit what people think of me. I don't, just like today, I don't give two shits if anybody likes <laughs> Whatever. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. So that's been my whole life. I've never, I've never cared. Again, I've always been nice to everybody. I respect everybody, but you know, you want been to blunt yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to apologize for telling you the truth. So, but it's always so. That's always been Jeff's the nice one. I'm the mean one. So, so, so I think some people correlate the uh, honest, honest and mean. They kind of pair those two together sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I could. But sometimes. Sometimes I, being honest is being mean. Yeah, but, but I've been mean too. So fair enough. I was, I was mean. So fair enough. Did I, you uh, did you have a close relationship with like Pat, Jenny, and Jake, or were they kind I've of? I've had a. I would say the closest relationship I had was with Pat. Okay. Uh, in Utah, he was younger. He's got a big scar on his head because of me, where I pushed him mm-hmm. off the bed and he had hit a dresser again. I did it on purpose, so uh, I didn't mean to put a cut in his head, but I meant to. Right. But when when they when we went to California, I was the one who. Well, again, in my memories, I'm the one who was telling Pat because he was, he was a bigger. He's always been bigger. He's always mm-hmm. been picked on. He's always beating people up. That's his whole life. He's beating people up. But we were in a game, and I was telling him, "You need to you need to foul hard your first time." So he'd go down and some guy would come in and he'd literally throw him into a wall and take the foul. But then he didn't have to do it again. He could just stop his feet and the, the guy would be scared. And I'm the one who taught him to throw an elbow to the back. I mean, Pat was a – if Pat was 6'10", he'd have been in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean – That's what I've heard. Not, yeah, not even close because he played against so many people in the NBA and he was so much better. He was just 6'5". Yeah. But, but his attitude and his demeanor – uh, I, I I probably caught I don't know seventy or eighty percent of his high school games. I went and watched Pat play all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so I you know his intimidation. So when they went to when they went to California, yeah. Uh, how old were you when they went to California? Graduated high school. I was I was eighteen. Okay. So how long were you in California then? Uh, I tore my ligaments in my both my legs right out of high school. The family moved. I moved to Utah. I I got hurt playing basketball. I had to have surgery mm-hmm. on my leg, so I had to go back to California. So I ran in the back of a station wagon for 14 hours looking backwards <laughs> uh, until I got the cast off my legs. Uh, I stayed oh, okay. a little bit, and then I, you know, again, I chased, chased somebody to Mississippi, and then I went back <laughs> to Cali, and, you know, I, I traveled a little bit after that. Jeff gotcha. went on a mission, so yeah. I say Jeff said he didn't. He left his mission in Utah, came yeah. back to California, but almost went back to Utah immediately. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he oh, didn't okay. spend a lot of time there. I spent some time there. I spent some time gotcha. in Cali. So spent spent enough time to catch a good chunk of Pat's games. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny was just always Jenny, you know, mm-hmm. either here nor there. And Jake, right. Jake was just this little kid, quiet little kid. Um, you know, again, it was, I feel bad because he was picked on. Everybody kept saying, oh, he can't read, oh, he's stupid or whatever, you know, and, and, and Jake never pitched about anything. He'd have mm-hmm. shoes that is, were four sizes too, too small for him, but he'd never complain about anything. 
he, mm-hmm. he couldn't read. He couldn't see the board, but he'd never say anything that, hey, I need glasses. The minute oh, because he was just blind as a bat? <laughs> I guess. But nobody thought. They just always lazy. He's this and that. Then mm-hmm. you have to find out that, hell, he just needed glasses. <laughs> and again, and then we the basketball thing. Jake's the best basketball player in the family. Jake, yeah, by right. far, is better than anybody. Yeah. So, um, but he spent three years where he didn't get a shot to the basket between Pat and Steve and me. Anytime he did a shot, we blocked it. I mean, every time he took a shot, we blocked it. Yeah. And that's why he can shoot so fast right now. It's because mm-hmm. he had so many older brothers <laughs> putting shit back in his face. So, <laughs> so he was he was just always the little, you know, he was just always Jake. He's mm-hmm. the little younger brother. So Jenny and Jake didn't have a, you know, they had the easiest time in the world growing up with mom and dad because the, the rest of us warmed down. So Right. Yeah. Um, like, what is that? Uh, what's what are the relationships like now? You know, you guys doing your you doing your family calls, and you know, you guys all live. You know, you're in North Carolina now, yeah. so you're close to Jake. Yeah, but we're all spread. You guys are all spread out. What is that kind of relationship like now? It's uh, it's it's good since Grandma died. Mm-hmm. You know, we see each other every week, but it's right. after Grandma died right. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff and I have always been, since we've been older, we've always been really close. So yeah, uh, and Jake, since we've been here, um, you know, again, first couple, the first year we were close, and then COVID hit, and he was, he was with his family, I was with mine, so we didn't really see each other. And now since right. he's going through what he's going through, I see him all the time. I mean, we he comes to games, we go to games, we. He comes over for dinner. We go over there, mm-hmm. so we're we're pretty tight now. And and again, Jake's. I love Jake, but I love again. Deanne is taking over for mom. Richard yeah. still. Richard still. Richard. Rich, Richard still. Richard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, again, Pat's got some good kids. He's again. I like. I like everybody right now. I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I'm. I'm proud of my family. Where I when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have said that right you know it's like ah shit too many brothers and sisters and <laughs> you know and we're just you know again you know we're all so different you know every right. one of us is different so. mm-hmm. what is the impact that, that these family calls have been on you um you know looking back at you know jeff mentioned that when grandma passed away um that you guys found a letter just like wishing the kids kids would be closer or whatever it was yeah. mm-hmm. um and you know, that's something that he is reminded of every time you guys get together and talk yep. about, you know, the fact that grandma's looking down on you guys oh, yeah. and it makes a big impact on him to oh, do yeah. these calls. So what's that like for you? It's the same. Uh, grandma spent, uh, she spent a little over a month out here. I told her I bought mm-hmm. her a one-way ticket and said you can stay as long as you want. And then when she wanted to go home, I bought her another one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. But she, our stairs look out the back door. A back, we have a, a door and there's a, a bird feeder. And there, there was a red cardinal would come by. And my mom, grandma would say, that's my mom checking on me. And I said, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And after grandma passed, when I'm having a bad day, I can look and a cardinal will come and, and eat off of the bird feeder. So I know that's her checking on me. So, mm-hmm. uh, Like I said, 
it's sad it took her death to bring us where we should have been. There's no reason we couldn't. Technology's been around forever. We could have done this forever. Right. So, um, but I'm thankful for it. I look forward to it. Every every week I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, having, you know, that that relationship with the siblings now, Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a reason that my dad raised us the way that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he said just growing up, the relationship, my parents, my mom's relationship with her siblings and my dad's relationship with you guys, he goes... It wasn't the most ideal situation, and he's like, and that's probably that's. I think that's one of the ways reasons why um, we were raised the way that we were raised. Um, but it all kind of kind of leads back to you know grandma, you know that the impact that grandma had, and you know yeah that 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 her death having to make that impact. But it just it makes me realize how much of an impact grandma has. Oh yeah, on a lot of people in her life. Yep. Um, so as, you know, growing up, you know, what, what was your guys' relationship with, what was your relationship with grandma and grandpa? Oh, God. Um, grandpa was, he didn't speak any words ever. I mean, it, there was not a whole lot of talking. Uh, Dad mm-hmm. just worked. Uh, when, when we got older and worked for him, then he talked to us at work. But at home, there was no really... Super Bowl Sunday, we got to go sit in his room and he'd cut us off a piece of sausage and we get to watch the Super Bowl and skip church because mm-hmm. God doesn't, God watches the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, um, so there wasn't much with dad. I mean, he was dad and he scared everybody <laughs> just because he, <laughs> grandpa right. was a big man. I mean, he used to be a big, burly man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, but my mom was, again, my mom was the cool mom. Everybody, right. everybody loved my mom. Everybody mm-hmm. called my mom, mom. So, but my mom stuck up for the kids. She's, you know, she's dancing. She's sticking up to the other adults for the kids. Uh, so she, we, we always had, again, I, I lied about 15 or 20 bomb threats in high school. So we could come home and play pool and mom would make me and my friends lunch. Uh, and she didn't question any of it. She never did. Well, <laughs> but there was never 20 bomb threats. It was just everybody <laughs> going to the house and, and mom didn't care, you know, mom, right. She was, she was cool. Uh, the older I got, the worse, again, I started treating her bad. I just, you know, again, you just get in your, nobody can tell me what to do stage. And, and so I treated her bad for a few years and, and then I left and, and wanted to come back and she told me, no. And that was the first time I realized what I did to her. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad she did. I'm glad she told me no. So, uh, but that's, again, that's when we got close. That's when me and my mom became the tightest we ever were. So she, uh, again, that's why I tell you, if she was alive, I'm her favorite. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, we, uh, Talking with Deanne and Jeff, mm-hmm. um, the, the same thing keeps popping up about you know gran- Grandpa is you know Grandpa's Grandpa. Yep. You know he's does. There's not a lot of emotion mm-hmm. going on in in his world. Nope. And Grandma, I mean Grandma wore her heart on her sleeve. Yep. Grandma Grandma was a very emotional person. Yep. Um, so as you know, 
years have gotten older, you know, grandma's passed away. I think grandpa's gotten a little bit softer. He's gotten, um, he's gotten a lot. I've, I've learned, I've heard my dad say, I love you more in the last four years than I did in the first 50. So, and that's just, again, my dad never said that. That wasn't a, anything that was ever said. He, I truly couldn't tell you maybe when I was going to get going, when I was going through my first divorce, he, he might've said he loved me at that point, but I couldn't tell you, I don't remember any other time. I've never, I don't recall my dad ever saying it. I just don't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of those things that, I mean, when grandma passed away and I, you know, I came back that not that day, well, night slash day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I got home and kind of got the story and, you know, my dad's crying, my mom's crying, and I hug and, you know, everything like that. And then I go, cool, where's grandma? Grandpa's out in the greenhouse. And I remember walking out there and I go, hey, man, you all right? And he gave me a hug. And grandpa, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't hug. Yeah. And grandpa gave me a hug. And I thought like, I'm like, oh, he's going to take us all with him. I thought he was going to strangle me in the greenhouse. And he's like, all right, I'm going for the family next. Yeah. But like, he was just crying and gave me a hug. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. And like now it's, you know, grandpa's, you know, he's always just been, his, he's, he's very sarcastic, but you cannot tell that he's being sarcastic. So a lot of people are like, hey, he's kind of an ass. <laughs> but it's yeah. just like, he's trying to joke with you. You're just yeah. not really getting it. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, that's one of the most common things that I've realized over talking with you guys so far is yep. grandpa was that. Grandpa was a very, you know, he worked a lot. Yeah. And he was very, he wasn't very, he's not, not, not necessarily removed you know, he went to the football games and yep. he went to the sporting yep. events and he went to all the stuff, but you know, the, I love you and the hugs were not, we're not there. Yep. We're not his forte. Yep. Um, which I found pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk, you, you talk about it, one of the things I find, found interesting talking with Jeff and just knowing you two, you know, for how long I've known you and like really understood you guys. Yeah. Um, is, you know, I had this idea that you guys were always close oh. growing up. Um, and obviously, you know, you and Jeff went two different directions. Correct. Like, Je- you know, Jeff went on a mission and, yep. you know, you chased the girl to Mississippi. Yep. You know, that's the way he said it. Yeah. Um, what happened? And, you know, you, you know, it's not necessarily that it's bad decisions, good decisions. They're just decisions that were made. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they define you moving forward and they define who you are and who you become. Exactly. Um, so kind of, I'm kind of interested on what, you know, how that, you know, th- that time of your life kind of drove you to, you know, going to Mississippi and kind of going a different part. Um, you know, it's, you know, growing had, up. Yeah. I had never, I had never, ever, there's again, maybe when I was a kid, and, and went to church, they, I said, I'd sing, I want to go on a mission, but I, I can tell mm-hmm. you, I've never said as an, when, when I'm old that I, Hey, I want to go on a mission. I've never said, not once have I ever said that. Mm-hmm. And when Jeff, again, it was always Jeff, Jeff decided to go and I decided not. And then mm-hmm. it was the, the ancillary people telling me, well, you need to pray about it. You need to do this. It's like, no, I don't. That's a right. choice that I make. Nobody else makes that choice. I get to. Mm-hmm. And my choice is no, deal with it. And then it just right. kept going. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well, screw church. I'm, 
I'm done. You know, again, it's a choice. Yeah. I'm an adult. I can make the decision and, and I chose not to go. Mm-hmm. So again, I did, I chased the Mississippi and, and he went, he went on his mission and, and, but you know, this is back before technology and, and Jeff and I have always had this little sense when I need, when he needs me and I need him. Right. So, you know, again, when I was in Mississippi, I had to get a phone card. I mean, you just didn't have long distance. You didn't, again, I made, you know, again, I probably brought home 500 a month. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I always had a, a card and it seemed to, whenever I needed to call him, he answered the phone and whenever he needed me, I was there mm-hmm. for the, when he was on his mission. Again, it didn't happen a ton of times, but there was plenty of times that, Hey, you know, I just felt like you needed me or I needed you. And we, we talk through shit and have cool things, you know, the little twin, what everybody calls the twin. Yeah. So that's true. I mean, it's still, we've always had that. And I've, again, I've always been proud of him going on a mission. I truly have. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't regret not going on a mission. I, I don't regret it. I don't, I don't regret one thing about it. So every decision I did put me in the position I'm in right now. And that's, you know, minus I'd like to be healthier. You know, right. I have a wife and two girls that love me most of the time. So, <laughs> that most of the time you had to sneak in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, That's... I'm the cool dad right now. In, in Kayla's eyes, I'm the cool. I'm the cool dad. So right. Uh, which um, is what I'm trying to be. I want to be in my kids' life because my dad wasn't in mine. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, go go ahead. I also I also found that interesting that that's your your perspective because Jeff's perspective was I you know I don't want to turn like my dad I don't want to turn like my dad and he said he's right to me he goes and I turned out like my dad well exactly goes, I say the same thing oh I say mm-hmm. I I said the same thing I'm never gonna work like my dad I'm gonna spend time with my family like my dad and again I'm the same I do seventy hour weeks I you know again. I do take time with Kayla. I go to every sporting event that she goes to. I go to every basketball game, every track meet, every everything she goes to, I go to. Unless I'm, mm-hmm. unless I'm out of town traveling or something. Right. Um, but, you know, again, I've canceled more vacations than I've been on. So, you know, my wife's taking my kids on more vacations just because I'm working. So right. I, I have. I've, I have turned into my dad. So I'm mm-hmm. um, trying to um, change that and revert back to spend, you know, but my family's tired. <laughs> They're only used to me being up a couple hours a day. So right. now if I'm going to not work 70 hour weeks and I'm spending more time at home and they're like, uh, you know what, maybe you ought to get your ass back to work <laughs> or get you another job because, you know, we're just not used to me. Right. So, um, I kind of want to transition into that and, and, you know, talk about Emma and the girls. Um, What is it like to, I mean, how long you been married to Aunt Emma now? 15, 16 years. Hold on. She's 15, so 16 years. 16 years. And then you've got, say that again. 16 years and we've got a 15 year old and a seven year old. And a seven year old. Yeah. So what, what, what impact have they made over the last, you know, at last 15 years of your life? Oh, uh, the, well, Emma's made the most impact, but, um, mm-hmm. I never thought I'd have kids. 
truly, I never thought I'd ever have them. And when Emma got, again, well, I mean, everybody knows, when Emma got pregnant, we weren't married at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever have kids. I just figured I was Richard. So you couldn't have kids. So I was surprised. Uh, when Kayla was born, it was a, you can't even describe. You will when you have your first kid. It's, only, it's the only thing you can, you can describe. But the the purest love ever is the birth of your child. And then at that point, you don't live for yourself. You don't live for yourself anymore. You know, I've always lived for her. And then, again, Emma had some problems with carrying children between her and, and Lexi. You know, mm-hmm. it's just happenstance. Not, nothing we chose. It just happened. Um, but Lexi's the, she's the joy to everybody. She makes everybody happy. Uh, you know, again, I'm way too old. Uh, I'm not healthy, so she's never seen me run. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm her basketball coach, but she's never seen me healthy. My Lexi's never seen me healthy. She's never seen me <laughs> do a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't care. She she just loves me for me, and she loves everybody for everybody. And she brings a smile to everybody's face. So um, I would change my health, but other than that, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, you know. I'm as happy as I can be three weeks or three weeks out of a month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. Like everyone's kind of got this idea of, you know, what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're raised in the church, like you've got yeah. like a specific set of ways of like, Nope, this is right. And this is wrong. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a kid for me personally, like I, I was always like, you know, very hardcore this is right this is wrong as i've gotten older yeah um and you know i you know nick you know nick lived the life that he lived and he chose to live yeah. and at that time i was 20 oh let's see he's 20 he's 23 so he's 18 so it was a couple of years yeah. ago and i was just like you know what? he's so stupid this that and mm-hmm. i was very still kind of hard nosed in that way and yeah. and as I've gotten older and gone through, the, especially the last five, six years, um, I've come to understand that, you know, yes, in certain worlds, there's a right and there's a wrong. But in the grand scheme of things, everyone's kind of got their own path. Yeah. Everyone's got their own decisions. Yeah. And, and you've got to take that path, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, my, you know, Nick's path was... You know, when he was 18, he came to us and said, look, I don't, I don't believe in the church. I don't believe in the gospel, you know, this, that, and the other, there's a lot of things going on. And now he's sealed in the temple. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there was a time there where, you know, he's getting MIPs. I don't know if he remembers a year and a half of college. I don't know if he really remembers what exactly went on because of how much alcohol he he was consuming or whatever it was. And they've done that. And, you know, and that was a point where I'm like, okay, like that's my brother. Like it's never happened to me personally. So like, it's really easy from the outside looking in being like, nope, they're making wrong decisions and they're, you know, they're wrong, this, that, and the other. And staring at my brother and looking at my brother, I go, you know what? Like I have to be there and I have to love, I have to love him because right now, you know, there, there's a part of him that's like, you know, he's told me, he's like, I'm drinking to forget. He goes, that's what I do. He's like, I can't, I can only work out so much to get my mind off things, but mm-hmm. drinking, I forget. 
And I'm like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not what an older brother necessarily wants to hear. Yep. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, well, if I, if I tell him what he's doing is wrong and I tell him he's an idiot and I tell him all this, like, there's no love there. So he's just going to, he's just going to drink to get the conversation I'm having with him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I I want him to avoid doing that. And with that, like, I'm just like, I I get a better open, I get an open mind and a better understanding of just how the world is. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends who are members of the church who fell away from the church and I had one friend tell me right in my face, he's like, I'm not coming back. He goes, I'm not. But, you know, everyone's got their own path and everyone's got their own way about life. And, you know, it's not necessarily wrong or right. It's just those are the decisions that you've made. Um, So with the way that, you know, the decisions that you've made going through life, how has that helped, you know, when it comes to raising the girls and it comes to, you know, being, you know, having that open mind and being willing to, share, you know, Hey, this is what I went through. And I understand that you might have to go through some of the things in your own, but like, this is what I went through. So I want to teach yeah, these lessons. I don't, again, my, my kids know I smoked for 25 years. They know I, again, <laughs> way too much drinking. Um, mm-hmm. but they don't know everything. Uh, and I tell everybody that I talk to again, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, everything's a decision. There's a right and a wrong. doesn't matter what it is. If you wake up, it's good or bad. If you take a shower, good or bad. Everything's a decision. Mm-hmm. So the, the goal is to make more right decisions than wrong. And and the ultimate goal, again, kids are going to make mistakes. It's just they can't make the big, like, I've got girls. So I can deal with this or that, you know, not that I've had to worry about a drink of a beer or a vape. Right. As long as it's not... Uh, pregnancy that's going to affect the rest of their life. Um, and, and, but I try to teach again, that's why I'm the cool dad. My mom, you know, get Emma's the cool mom. So, so mm-hmm. Emma and, and Kayla have the girl talks and I have the talks on, Hey, this is what I want. This is all I expect from you. This is what I expect from anybody you date. Uh, I got two things that, that I want them to know that I want them to have a path and I don't care what the path is. I told them that I don't, again, I don't want a ditch digger or a, or a, a lawnmower unless they own the business. Uh, but I, they need to have a trade. They need to have a, a skill. They need to have something and they have to treat you good. That's the most, that's the most important thing. They have to treat you good. And if mm-hmm. they don't do that, they're not, they're not good. And I, any boy she's ever thought about dating, I tell them how many guns I got and I'll use them because <laughs> I do. Uh, because you have to be, they have to be treated with respect. And that's a a big thing with me is, is they're going to make the wrong choice. They're going to, that's just a a part of life. It's just don't make the big wrong choice. Right. Um, but again, I, I know what to look for because I was, I was the guy you watched out for. Mm -hmm. I was the guy. Yeah, I was me. I, I'm protecting, I'm protecting them from what I was. So, uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty easy for me. Cause I, you know, again, I knew how to sneak out of a house and push down, a, push a car down the road <laughs> to get it started. I knew how to sneak in at three o'clock in the morning. I knew how to take mom's glasses off and set them and then say, no, I did it at 10 o'clock mom. You know, I knew how to right. do all that shit. Cause I did it all. Yeah. So, um, and I made wrong choices. I've made wrong choices in my life, but, you know, getting the wrong choices made me who I am. So I'm, I'm 
I really am glad that I made the choices I made. Uh, besides physically, I, I tell you, physically, right. I wish I would have changed a lot of things, but mm -hmm. too late now. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be 54 when I was 18. So, right. you know, you're not going to live that long. Uh, right. Yeah, that's, I, and that's one of the things that I've kind of learned, come to understand is <clears throat> that, like, they're used, you're going to make decisions that, you know, you may know like, okay, this may not be the best decisions, yeah. but sometimes you just does experience is, is something yeah. that you have to be able, you have to go through that experience, experience. Yeah. in order for you to like, to learn that lesson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my parents, I know my parents a couple of years ago, kind of got into this, this little argument, whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, look, like, I feel like I'm making the right decision. And I know that you don't think I'm making the right decision, right. but like it's my decision it's to be exactly. made. It's your decision. And I stuck to my decision, and then I realized two years later, I'm like, mom and dad were right, and yeah. I really, really messed this one up. Uh, but but you but that's something that I I had to learn for myself. Exactly. Yep. And that you have to, you have mm -hmm. to. So nobody experienced what I experienced. You know, right. My my dad left high school, went to college. He did it the way you're supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, married my mom, had kids. I mean, that's what you did. That's their generation. That's that's their job. Right. So where me, I'm going to take a year off, and I'm, then I'm going to go to school, and then shit just gets in the way, and then shit gets in the way, and then shit gets in the way. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I went back to college and got my degree, and Kayla got to see me do it. She got to see me walk which is my goal. I wanted to, wanted to walk before she started kindergarten. So she knows mm -hmm. her dad's a college graduate, you know, mm. um, not that it's helped me too much, you know, <laughs> if Biden can just do me a little favor, just a little bump there, a little right. bump there <laughs> and, uh, my life insurance plan for it. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, uh, that's kind of the, the the route that I'm on is I, I do things. I've done things a very unconventional way. Like I, the only reason I went to school is so I could play soccer. Yeah. And then I had already finished half of school. So I'm like, okay, well I'm halfway done. I might as well finish the other half. Yeah. You know, I went to university and I was like, this, this shit sucks. <laughs> like I don't want to do yeah. this. Yeah. And then I realized like, I'm like, well, I'm already, I'm three quarters of the way done. So I might as well just finish the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Just get it. And then I'm like, oh, well I'm broke. So, I can't go to school and I don't want to take out another loan for something that I really don't want to do. Right. So I'll just work for until I can, you know, until I can go back to school. Yeah. And then six years, you know, five, five years later, one house later yeah. and I got a dog now and I have zero intention of going back to school. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, you know, well, you might one you know. day just to, just to kick it off your list, but you've got, yeah. but you've got a trade, you've got a path. That, mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying is you, you've got, you're not a ditch digger. You're not. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So you've got a path. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm sure your parents are telling you, you're not getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> you already got a house. Now you just need somebody to come in. Yeah. I'm not going to guarantee it that they're doing it. So. At least if, they, if they're not doing it to my face, they're definitely doing it to my siblings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, again, you're still young. So. Yeah. You're still young, dude. Um, so yeah, I, uh, but it's, you know, looking back at, 
you know, as I've gotten older and I can't take a step back and look at everyone's lives, like it, it is very interesting how, you know, me, my sister and my brother from the same parents, yep. we come from the same parents yep. and we're all very, very different. You know, Becca is a very, and always has been, at least to my knowledge, has always been very, you know, church centered life. And, yep. you know, she, she's the spiritual one of the three of us, yeah. you know, and then I've always, I've, I've always just been the people pleaser. I just kind of do what, what makes people happy. And sometimes it may be the right thing. It may not be the wrong thing, but yeah. I'm trying to keep the people around me happy. Yeah. And I kind of live this very moderate kind of life. And Nick is the rambunctious. You now Nick's been the highest of highs and the lowest of lows <laughs> yeah. and the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. But I'm just kind of, it's so interesting that Nick's opinion on one thing is different than my opinion, yep. even though we were both raised by the same parents. Yep. Um, you know, looking back at, you know, your guys' family from Deanne to Jake. Oh, yeah. Like, same parents. Yep. Same situation, you know, same household situation, just, you know, there's more kids, but the different paths that everyone has taken. Yep. Like, it's just been so interesting, interesting to look at and to see. But you, um, but you see overall, again, every Coons sibling is a somewhat successful. Again, we're yeah. not, we're not uh, billionaires. Well, right. if somebody is, they're not sharing, but, uh, I'd be so in mad our, in our own ways. You know what I mean? We don't mm-hmm. have, none of us went to jail. Um, you know, again, we all made. Again, we all made poor choices. Dan made poor choices. Well, I don't know about Steve. He had a, <laughs> an, old, an older brother used to pick on him. Pretty good. But, uh, you know, again, they've all, we've, everybody's got good, healthy kids that are good members of society. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's what Dan said. Dan said. Yeah, Dan said she she beat herself up for a long time because, you know, Mikey, Whitney, Lindsay, they're not active in the church. And she's like, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad mom. And she beat herself up. But at the end of the day, like, those are four of the most, like, outstanding people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Ryan is a great dad, yeah. you know, and Lindsay's very successful in her career. And they're all good people in, yeah. in society. Yeah. And and it took a lot, but Dan's like, but like that's not you know my my goal is to give them the tools to be successful in life. It's not to have this entire game plan and follow this game yep. plan. Yeah, mom um, was the same way. Mom used to wish, she used to wish. Oh, I wish you go to church. Oh, I wish you go to church. And then she finally came to the realization that it doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. I'm telling you, I haven't been to church since COVID. We haven't been to church, and I work so <laughs> much that Sundays were my day off. And I wasn't going to go right. to church. And now I've been coaching basketball. So now I've been going to work on Sunday. Right. But, but my mom, she just realized that it doesn't matter. The missionaries come over. We, we have the missionaries over for dinner. We mm-hmm. buy the missionaries dinner all the time. My, my wife will pick them up and take them to a service project and work a service project with them. I mean, that's, but, you know, if they think they're going to come get us to church on a Sunday, you know, <laughs> sorry, again, you need more praying than you're going to get. To, to, for that to happen because it's not going to. Right. You know, it's just not, that's not where we're at. So we can, mm-hmm. we can be a good person and not not know the scriptures and not getting a, you know, again, go see the same four guys that are going to answer the, every question because they right. every speech, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, whatever, dude, whatever, dude. So Right. 
Um, you know, and one of those things that doing this, you know, the whole podcast thing, not just with, you know, you and your siblings and, but, you know, with my friends and as, as I've, I've realized as I've gotten older, you know, the way that like life has changed in general, Uh um, and the way I look at things, you know, I, you know, being completely honest, I have one memory of one really big memory of you. And I've, that's the image of Uncle Mike that I have in my head. What is it? I, and I like to know what that is. I, can, I, I had gotten back from my mission after getting hit by a car. Uh-huh. And I had, I, haven't, I haven't had any of the surgeries yet. And I was sleeping like crap. And I'm like in the recliner in the living room. Okay. And I'm like tossing and turning. And then I finally fall asleep. And like I'm like almost to the point where I'm like asleep. I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, perfect. And I start to fall asleep. And then I hear this door, the screen door open. And I'm like, okay, I can ignore that. And you came up to me and you smacked me on my forehead and you went, what the hell are you doing asleep? It's two in the afternoon. And I'm like, I haven't slept all night, you dick. (laughs) And then in my head, in my head, I'm just like, oh, Uncle Mike. But then I'm like realizing it. I'm like, that's the only, like other than like you, you and Jeff are, you guys are the kings of the family, like the kings of the T's. Oh, like you guys yeah, yeah. pick on anybody, anybody and everybody's free game. Yeah, it's exactly. free game. It doesn't matter when the twins are together. If yeah. you're if you don't have tough skin, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we we always like, good good at that too. We've always yeah. Been that, so and but gr- but growing up, like I've 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 come to realize I'm like that's like the one memory I have of Uncle Mike. You know, being yeah. quote unquote mean. That's what stuck with me. And then as I've like looked back at you know, you come to family reunions and us interacting with each other. Yeah. Like it's always been, like it's never been negative. Oh no, no. Again, I'm proud. Oh, again, if I've never said I'm proud of you guys, I am. So, mm-hmm. and, but like, it's just so interesting that as a, you know, as a young naive kid, you're just kind of like, Oh, Mike and Jeff for the mean ones. And they <laughs> tease me a lot. And this, that, and the other, but then as you grow up, you realize like, yeah, if you can give it back, like it's going to be, you're gonna have the greatest time of your life yeah. if you if if you have thick enough skin and you can tease Mike and Jeff back. Yeah. It's gonna be probably the funnest hour of your life because <laughs> it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna pee yourself laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, and that's what I told Jeff. I said just just growing up, just growing up and becoming more mature and having and developing an open mind and more perspective. Yeah, it's really helped me realize you know how you know all of our relationships and like how our relationships have built yeah. over the last couple of years and yeah. like realizing that it's only going to get better yeah. as we all get older and, and have yeah. more things to share. Yeah. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Um, before we leave, um, I just, there's one last thing I do at the end of every episode. Yeah. Um, and that is, I ask whoever I'm talking to, mm-hmm. to share a piece of life advice to whoever's listening, whether it's your kids or your future grandkids or just random strangers, um, life advice to lead what you would believe a successful life is. Uh, treat everybody with respect. You don't know what they're going through. So I've always been a big believer in respect. You don't have to like anybody, but you have to respect everybody. So Mm -hmm. your life, everybody's life would be better if, if they just respected again, choices. It's everything goes to respect. I don't have to agree with your choices. And I'll tell you, the county I live in, 
people make wrong choices all the time. Oh my God, mm-hmm. stupidest county in the world. But it's, <laughs> again, it's their decision and they have to live with their decisions. So that's, I respect you for your decision. I would make different ones, but uh, it's everything goes to respect to me. Everything. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Everybody. That's put, great advice. Yep. Yep. That's it. All right, man. Well, I I appreciate you sitting down with me. I appreciate you doing this. Hey, no um, when, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. When when you said yes, yeah. I was like, really? Well, cool. Why wouldn't I? I? I don't know. I, that's I don't the thing is, I, I don't know. I just I was I told my dad and I said Mike said he'd do the podcast and my dad's like, yeah, he's really excited for it. And I'm yeah. like, that shocks me for some reason. Yeah, no, I would again. I enjoy again. I enjoy everybody. I want. I hope you everybody realizes that I. I oh enjoy yeah. I enjoy this. I'm again. I'm going to have to start listening to your podcast, but I know there's a few out there I got to listen to anyway. So, uh, yeah. And again, if you ever need anything, you've got my number and my email address. I'll absolutely question help you with anything you need. I love it. And uh, you, I, I've been with the house. I've been planning, you know, things that I can do because I've had a year where I couldn't do anything. I yeah. was building, 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 building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have, I do have plans to make a trip, come out, oh. see Jake's new place, see your guys' new place, spend a couple of days out there. So, well, I might be moving to Nashville, so you might have to wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My boss. I'll come to Nashville. I've never been to Tennessee, so. Uh, I had the best ribs Sunday night or oh, let's Saturday go. night. The best, the best ribs you can eat are in Nashville. I love it. So. I love it. Well, I'll come, I'll come visit for sure. And I won't even hesitate on that one. You got it. <laughs> All you right, man. Well, I love you. Right. I appreciate it. All right, dude. I'll talk with you later, man. Bye. Peace out.